0: This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grant Haven Campground. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Hi, I'm Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. I'd like to invite you to drop a line in one of the 400 lakes in the Bemidji area. We have 160 miles of biking trails, forest trails campsites you can even get your picture with paul bunyan and babe is blue ox and when your adventures are done we have some of the best eateries that minnesota has to offer plus much much more and don't forget to check us out at the minnesota state fair in the education building bemidji one step further the weekend has come and it's the unofficial final weekend of summer it's Labor Day weekend. we get an extra day to get some fishing and hunting in. So we'll bring in Mandy Urich, because she does it all. Thank God it's Friday, gonna cast out a line. May afternoon, sun is flying oh so high. I'm a peaceful kind of guy, most usually. But I'm hunting all the fishes in the deep blue sea. Making sure my paint is all nice and stinky. Gonna add a little, let it make the paint go sinky. We can wait another day to do the patchwork laundry. Because now we going fishing for my country. If you're ready to write the next <laughs> chapter of your life and love the outdoors, Northwest Technical College might be the perfect fit. Northwest Technical College in Bemidji has state-of-the-art technical education and six career paths in the heart of the Northwoods. Automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology. We're surrounded by more than 400 lakes and acres and acres of forests. You can be fishing, you can be hunting, and you can be plotting the course of your life all at the same place. The shortest path to your dream job begins at Northwest Technical College, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit NTCMN.edu. I'm Chuck Hasse, of Leisure Outdoor Adventures, and you're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. We are checking in with Mandy Urich, one of our favorite people, who is really one of the most busy people I know, too, because Mandy likes to, well, she likes to get involved in every, everything. And it sounds like just my vibe, Mandy, after talking to you over the last year or so. You don't say no very often,
1: it's an issue. <laughs> No issue. I, I, I have a really hard time with that word. I really should learn to use it more often. But I will say this. my Since I was a little kid, my dad's always said, uh, make the most of every opportunity. And, and that's what it is. You know, these random things get, get thrown at you, and it's like a game of chess to try and move things around to make them fit so that you can do them. And that's what I end up doing. It's just constantly... <laughs> adding a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more but uh if i didn't love what i was doing i I wouldn't do it at all so i I, I can't complain i do it to myself
0: (laughs) yeah i know i kind of do the same thing but well listen let's before we get into some some other things that i want to talk about let's just get a recap uh you've been out on the water quite a bit the last few weeks what are you seeing what what are you experiencing as an angler and a guide
1: Oh well, thank goodness. Uh, I mean, one, it's been windy. It's been rainy. We keep <laughs> complaining about the rain because we our lakes are still down. Uh, water temps are actually starting to fall, which is good. Uh, bigger bodies of water, we're still in that seventy-one to seventy-two range, uh, and we're starting to finally see that bite pick back up. Um, I'm, you know, pretty positive that coincides with the water temps falling back down to. To, to normal where those fish want to eat again uh the bass pike bite has been ridiculous so many big fish lots of fish which has been super fun uh, i feel like we're still a week or so away from that walleye bite really turning on here i mean obviously the fall bite's great for every species but we're we're still a little slow. I mean, he can go out and sit on top of those schools of walleye and throw everything, in, including the kitchen sink, at him. And it's it's pure luck if they're going to go or not. i uh, have mm-hmm. <laughs> been shying away. I'll leave, I'll leave that to the to the the walleye the walleye experts like the Blazings and uh, people like that to go target those species. But uh, we've been having a really good time with, with, with the with the pike and the and the bass for sure.
0: Yeah, this is um, up in our area, a little bit further north of you. It's been an ideal year. We never did get real hot. We did see a slowdown in mid to late August, as you typically do. But by and large, we've had a spectacular, I would say spectacular, walleye year up here. And and all other species, too. The only one that I haven't heard as much as I typically heard of, particularly this time of year, uh, muskies have been kind of quiet.
1: You're correct. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm not here much. I've not seen much. Uh, I actually had some some buddies that just got back there over in Wisconsin, chasing chasing muskies there, and they said it was slow. So hopefully there again. Obviously the the later in the season it goes, the better that bite's going to get too. You know, normally late September, early October, they're they're, they're chewing, and that, and that's the time to to really start focusing in on them. But God bless these guys that chase them all year long. <laughs>
0: Well, if if we're going out now, um, what do we bring with us in the boat?
1: So we're getting into that transition where you should really start paying attention to the vegetation. So as it gets into September and the temperatures start to cool, a lot of that vegetation is going to start to die off. Um, and some of it's already started to. If you can still find those mid-range clumps of, of, of coontail or, or cabbage, there's a ton of species that are in there. Um, with the water temps falling, I mean, we've been kind of bluebird skies for weeks on end here, which usually means it's going to push those fish into into some thicker cover. But if you can get out in the in low light situations in the morning or in the evening, uh, still throwing spinnerbaits, still throwing chatterbaits, rattle traps, uh, moving baits like that, even topwaters, topwater bite's still going good. <laughs> It's so much fun. Um, we're, we're there again with that that water temp cooling off, specifically for bass. I mean, we've had the the jig worms and the stick baits and everything else going, you know, going down micro to get those fish to bite. And we're finally getting back into a jig bite. So don't be scared to to bust out those bass jigs and start flipping them into you know that the clumps of that that thicker vegetation out there and waiting for that big bite. It's it's no longer, they're being finicky. They're they're starting already, and they're starting to put the feed bag on, and those are the bites we wait for all year long, but while it's still on the drop and it hits so hard that, you know, it darn near rips the rod out of your hand. So <laughs> I think you could be real successful um, with those three baits. Um, pike have just been crushing, crushing. I'm, I'm using a little bit bigger spinner bait, like an ounce, to an ounce and a quarter, so it's getting down there. You have the ability with that too that you could cast those or you control those, uh, which is nice. You can cover a lot of water, obviously trolling, but they're just hammering the heck out of those uh, those spinner baits, which is nice. Uh, a lot of the big pike guys like to jerk. You know, big jerk baits are super hard on your on your shoulder, on your arm. Uh, so I'm liking this time of year. And so is my neck and my back. <laughs>
0: You know, um, we need your advice on this up here in, in our neck of the woods, Mandy, because you guys in the Brainerd Lakes area have had to adjust to this quicker than we did, but we're starting to see, you know, AIS everywhere, particularly zebra mussels, and I'm hearing reports, just talk to Matt Brewer, you know, he's... The water's clearer than it's ever been on Lake Bemidji. Weeds are where they've never been before on Lake Bemidji. Um, obviously, you guys have had to made that, make that adjustment. Uh, what is the biggest adjustment you guys have had to make due to clearing waters and new weeds due to um, due to AIS?
1: Oh, it, 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 you're exactly right. When it comes on, it comes on quick. Uh, you're going to see a lot of species go deeper obviously they're going deeper because that light penetration is is going much further down into that water column uh so obviously fish don't have eyelids they can't squint or throw in a pair of costas so they've got to find cover (laughs) of some of some sort uh unfortunately with the walleyes they're either i mean diving in to super thick thick mat coverage even shallow or they're pushing out deep there again to get deep enough to get out of that uh that light column there and, and finding some kind of structure, but it gets it gets tough because when you get all that new vegetation, that completely changes your whole food chain, right? Mm-hmm. All the way down to like the macro invertebrates where they're going to be. So you're you're starting to find schools of bait fish and sunfish and, you know, all the way up the chain that are really hanging out in that veg. But the veg is is normally when it comes in, it's it's so thick, it's almost unfishable. And it, so then that, that, that forces you to be very, very good about either, you know, trolling or flipping the, the outside edges of, of those weed lines or taking uh, either heavier jigs that can punch through that, say for bass, um, or adjusting your, your time during the day that you're, you're going out to fish where so it's going to be a low light situation or if it's rain or if it's overcast where those fish are actually going to disperse from that vegetation so that you have the availability to actually be able to target them, follow them, pick them up clearly on your, on your electronics, but it's just going to continue. And it will kind of level out with, with, we don't see it so much up here, but in Pepin um, the zebra mussels will actually get so prolific that they basically like eat everything out and, you know, they die and then they start all over again we haven't hit that stage here unfortunately where we see that massive die off uh which is probably a good thing because that means that the the vegetation has been completely uh dissipated in 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 our lakes to get to that point i don't think we we will because we are we are rich we are clear you know we're not on a river system which keeps you know some tannic flow or turbid flow in there but (sighs) <sighs> Unfortunately, welcome to the rest of our <laughs> world, guys. And and it's hard. You know, I remember when the zebra mussels hit up in the otter tail area and people were like, oh, the walleyes are gone. You know, I've been fishing this lake for 30 years and this spot's always good. Well, y- you have to really start paying attention to what's going on. You know, it, it, maybe the vegetation's gone there but more than likely with the clear water you know those fish are moving they're they're moving all over the place or they're following wherever their food source is at so hopefully here real shortly you're going to see a lot of that vegetation start to die off uh when the when the water temps start to cool off and you can have a little semblance of of normal fishing but there again uh, more than likely you're going to be pushing out deep
0: I think the frustrating thing, I feel for the guides, because, you know, if I want to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning because i got to fish in a low-light period, I can do that. But people on vacation don't want to do that. So they want to fish (laughs) the same times they've always fished, even though it's more difficult to do that now.
1: You're 100% correct. Uh, You know, the the guys take a a lot more, uh, we should call them night trips, not super late trips, but... We we definitely seen the the guys that want to go target I have been doing those those evening bites uh, <clears throat> instead of the early morning ones because correct I, even when I'm getting paid to do it I don't want to get up <laughs> at four o'clock in the morning
0: <laughs> I'm
1: not a morning person all right <laughs> <laughs>
0: that window is where it's at now really early morning or really late evening because the water is so darn clear yep. Mandy Urich takes us into the final weekend of summer, an extra long weekend to get an extra day of fishing in or maybe hunting. More with Mandy next. I'm Rob Rosdahl, proud to help educate Kevin Jackson on fall bunny country outdoors. This is Dick Beardsley, and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Mandy Yerick, my guest. We've been in break talking about AIS. The one thing that I've, you know, every evidence I've been able to see, whether it's from Lake Erie or any of the lakes in our area that uh, that are continually getting, uh, you know, zebra mussels in them and different AIS, it does not seem to affect the populations any. But as you noted, it sure changes where they're hanging out. It does.
1: And, it, and on top of it, it, it changes your setup, your tactics, and your tackle. Uh, zebra mussels are horrific on fishy line, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have so many times where you, bass fishing, you know, I've got 40-pound braid on and, you know, flip in, set the hook, and I'm like, what is going on? You have to be really cognizant, especially, I mean, braid to, to fluorocarbon to mono is constantly throughout the day checking your line. You know, if you've got nicks from from zebra mussels on that line, like, you've got to cut them out and retie, retire your bait because, gosh forbid, you do hook into that big one and you end up losing it and break off because you had a nick in your line from zebra mussels, you're not going to be a very happy camper. <laughs>
0: no. Well, listen. Um, you're getting into a time of year that is very, very. Um, uh, uh, it's kind of a problem for you because you love to hunt and you love to fish, and we got the best time of fishing coming, and now we got hunting season. And I know you love to hunt with bow and arrow, and that's starting like right now or very, very soon.
1: <laughs> oh, God bless September and October <laughs> at the same time. Uh, at least I'm getting a little bit wiser on on time management. Obviously, like I still have a job that uh, <laughs> I have to I have to do. There's expectations, but I keep scheduling a little bit more and a little bit more uh, time off in September and October so that I am able to get out and, and do more. Unfortunately, that makes July and August really busy. <laughs> Uh, to try and jam in all those projects to get them out the door so that I can take that time off. But, oh, yes, we're we're, we're going into September. Yay! Uh, the best, you're correct. The best bites coming on for everything there is. But, yeah, now we've got a pile of hunting seasons. Um, I, trail cameras just went out. Food plots are in. I, I, I take zero credit, by the way, <laughs> as usual, for getting food plots ready this year. I was a little busy in July and August, but uh, cameras are out and oh things are showing up already it's getting you super excited um but yeah i I don't really know you know i'm I'm gonna just play every day by ear based on on the weather but i like to get out and smash on some big smallies (laughs) as much as possible uh you know transitioning into late september early october we've got a pile of some walleye tournaments coming up but yeah both seasons here um going down the driveway this morning and literally I, I had to slam on the brace because a bunch of girls came across and I was like, Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I got turkeys showing up on the, on the trail cameras. So hopefully I'll be able to harvest a, a fall turkey here on my own property. And a couple of new big boys showing up on the, on the camera that I haven't seen the, i have had a lot of do's and fawns this year, and haven't seen too many spikes. But uh, I might have a, a new buck on the target board. I'm going to call him high and tight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see if he gives me a gives me an opportunity during during hunting season. But right now he's he's running between 11:30 p.m. and one thirty one thirty a.m. So obviously not during daylight hours. But hopefully that change was when the the rut comes into play.
0: So what all do you do you hunt for? <sighs>
1: I really am narrowing it down. I used to be such an avid upland hunter. Uh, there's just nothing better than going out and shooting roosters and working behind a you know a fantabulous dog. Unfortunately, um, my dogs have aged out, mm. and a couple have passed away. And my last lab, that has been my hunting partner for 13 years, is just too old. And I don't have the heart to get another hunting dog. Uh, I, I just don't. She was the best of the best, and if I'm lucky enough to jump in with somebody who's got a you know a, a good dog, I'll, I'll try to split off and get at least one one uh, pheasant hunt in this season. But as far as ducks and geese, like I used to guide for those for years. Um, I am too old and I am too lazy. I do not like the cold weather. I do not like digging in ground blinds. I do not like setting up you know decoys out of a duck boat in pitch black when it's cold and rainy and windy. So I've kind of x'd those. Those items out. <laughs> okay. For the for the most part, uh, I do love because I have you know grouse right here on, on the property. I love you know, and it's slow. I can I can take my old lab and walk at a slow pace. She's still got a good nose on her, so if I down some grouse, she's still able to go retrieve for me. But really, uh, really focusing on uh, big game as, as far as it is deer and bear. Okay. And unfortunately, I'm I'm a bit disappointed. This was my year five for putting in for my bear license and i did not get a bear license so i guess i will be solely focusing on whitetail this fall for big game
0: okay well that's disappointing
1: i know i do have the availability and i've done it a few years before i've got some some buddies that live up in the northwest in the no quota zone um but i could go up there in bear hunt it's just a it's a tight time of year, you know, and it's a lot of work for with bear baits, especially if you've got to travel far. So I guess I'll just keep putting it in because I would really like to shoot the big boy that's hanging around in our area here. <laughs> I'm sure my neighbors would appreciate it.
0: <laughs> well, know last year we heard the uh, great story of you finally getting one, one of the deer, but how many big deer have you gotten uh, through archery? Uh,
1: not a lot. Yeah. Um, Realistically, not a lot. I would have to think back. I think the last good buck, or even last buck that I took during our tree season, I had to have been in my early twenties. I was still in college. Wow. Um, and just don't get that opportunity, you know. And I'm that picky, where I would rather harvest a doe early, so if I'm out of meat in the freezer, I can I can replenish that. And then I've got you know rifle through muzzleloader to. To really antler hunt so yeah i don't know uh it's been a it's been a long time i'd be super excited to to be able to harvest a a, a nice buck um to put on the wall and to eat also yeah. <laughs> We kind of i'm running out of wall space and shop space for things but uh normally i will wait and hunt through all the seasons uh and if a big boy presents itself great if not you know it is what it is and uh as long as I've got a little bit of of meat in the freezer, I'm, I'm good. If that's part of the experience is the the, the weight. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it makes it worse when you do have them on game cameras because <laughs> then you know they're in the area. And we talk with it with our neighbors and they've got cameras out, so we've kind of got like this hit list. And for the most part, you know, except for the kids, the kids can obviously shoot anything they want, but we're really actively trying to communicate well with uh you know, what's shooter and what's not shooter, because everybody wants to see him grow up.
0: We were just talking uh, before we went on the air about all the compadres of yours uh, and and got people who've been on the show. We're having a great year on the tournament scene, whether it be uh, Bassmaster Elite or, you know, John Hoyer just winning the uh, National Walleye Tour Championship. It's been a pretty good year for uh, Minnesota anglers.
1: It's been fantastic. I <laughs> You know, I love the fact that they've got, like, the live leaderboard. You can follow it. Uh, but, yeah, to see Austin Felix, you know, win his first Bassmaster Elite Championship this year in South Dakota was was super phenomenal. That Just what a great experience, finally. He was Rookie of the Year two years ago to get that under his belt, but then, like, all the walleye guys, right? Like, I was glued to my phone while I'm trying to be working, (laughs) you know, following the National Walleye TOC championship there. We had a bunch of good anglers. We had Dustin Minkey and Bill Shimato, John Hoyer. I mean, just a pile of Minnesota boys absolutely dominating, you know, for that top ten, and and Hoyer, I mean, wow, what a bag every (laughs) single day. That first day when he weighed in, like, 39 pounds, everybody was like, Oh, that bar just jumped super high. And then to be able to every day to bring in bags, you know, in the 30s, it's just uh it is unbelievable. So, yeah, it's been it's been super cool to watch these guys just uh get better and better and and really dominating, you know, national scenes.
0: So, do you ever get the urge to see what you can do out there? <laughs>
1: no <laughs> <laughs> I, don't. I love my boys i i i you know i love supporting them but it's a, it's a lifestyle mm-hmm. you know and it's definitely not for everybody you are on the road constantly it puts a big stress if you have family if you have kids if you're married you know if you're trying to maintain a, a job also if you know fishing professionally is not your, your soul gig and how these guys make it work and with their spouses and and, and all of that god bless their souls but i like my job i love my career with dnr i love what i do and trust me i couldn't imagine being away from home for six months of the year you know coming and going Mm -hmm. i I think they'd probably make fun of me if i tried to pack up three dogs a cat and and go on the road it (laughs) probably wouldn't work (laughs) This is Mandy Earp doing my part to keep Kev Jackson's ratings up on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors.
0: If you're fascinated by what you're hearing today, Bemidji State University might be the place for you when it comes to college. They're located amid the lakes and forests of the Northwoods, and it's the only place in Minnesota where you can earn a four-year degree in aquatic biology. It's a state-of-the-art program on the shores of Lake Bemidji, giving you high-tech lakeside facilities and ample opportunity for research and a hands-on education. You can choose fisheries biology, aquatic systems, or wetlands ecology. An aquatic biology education at Minnesota's premier Northwoods University. It's the right fit for you. Visit BemidjiState.edu. I'm Jason Durham, the smarter and better-looking Jason, and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. We are hanging out with Mandy Urich today on Paul Bunyan Country. Well, what else is coming up for you?
1: (sighs) what do we got going on here? Uh... Finishing up a couple handfuls of of guide trips, a couple walleye gigs, or walleye uh, tournaments. I've got three, four, five bass tournaments left. And then we'll have to wait and see, a conversation for another time. But uh, next week, I I am heading to a secret location
0: Mm.
1: uh, to do a little fishing with... Two very famous anglers oh. and hopefully I will be able to get them on a call and we can do a little chat uh next week.
0: That'd be awesome which I,
1: I I'm pretty sure our listeners will be super, super excited, but no promises. We'll we'll have to ask them, hopefully twist their arm or bribe them. But <laughs> I think it would be fantastic. But I definitely will I'm looking forward to that trip. I'll be gone for five days. But either way I, I will give everybody the nitty gritty lowdown of of what that special trip was all about.
0: And and speaking of secret trips, you went on a secret trip last winter. Did did that ever get on the air?
1: Their new season has not aired yet.
0: Okay. okay.
1: So, trust me, I I am eagerly anticipating, because I have no idea how they're going to (laughs) make that episode work. We don't get to see them, preview them to, to know, so I will be literally watching at the same time everybody else is, and Boy, I don't know how that's going to roll.
0: <laughs> so, do uh, can we reveal what show it is at this point, or
1: I don't even know. Yeah, so the 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 ice one. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't know the, what they're going to title that episode, but uh, anybody who follows Meat Eater, uh, I had the opportunity to go ice fishing with Steve Ranella. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. He, the man of all man, that's, uh, you know, for the, for, for the hunting scene. Uh, yeah, it, one of those just absolutely crazy experiences. I, I, I still kind of scratch my head. You know, I got to film with them a couple of years back and take Giannis out and, and take him fishing here locally on the Lacs. But to, uh, to be able to go fish with the man, the myth, the legend himself, uh, was quite the experience, and trust me, the the conditions were exceptionally unfavorable. If it could go wrong, it did go wrong, <laughs> which I predicted all of it, which is the funniest part. But uh, nonetheless, it, it was still a really cool opportunity.
0: And actually, uh, we, we talked about that last winter. You rec- recounted as much as you could of that story, and if people want to check it out in the archives, they can certainly do that at Podcast One or on the PodMN app, uh, because it's still there to hear. <laughs> uh at your leisure um so again uh before we wrap it up we got another fast five coming your way but before we get to that uh, one more time if we want to go fishing here in the next two weeks um, sounds like we should kind of bring everything
1: yeah I, just because we're in that season you can literally stumble across everything in any species um don't don't by far, don't disregard some of the super basics like a Lindy Rig right now. A Lindy Rig with live bait. Uh, the bigger the, the the minnow the better within reason. I've seen some absolute giant red tails right now where I'm like, I don't even know if I would use those musky fishing live bait, but <laughs> within reason. Um they because they are putting that feed bag on every species, uh literally walleye pike bass i mean you can catch just about anything on that Uh, a simple walleye jig and a minnow too works for multiple species but we are seeing too you know that that sunfish crappie bites really picking up so you can get out your your slip bobbers with your little micros and some wax worms or some uh crappie minnows for the crappies or even night crawlers pieces of night crawler on there and they're just chewing and that can be so much fun too right just to go out and smash on them but uh Grab some spinnerbaits, too, if you want to go catch some some very active pike right now. But throw it all in, because wherever you go, you're going to run into something, and you might as well be prepared.
0: All right. Well, are you ready for a Fast Five?
1: Uh, Never, but all right, let's go. One, two, three, four, Fast Five.
0: Question number one, you've just had a great meal. It's time for dessert. Is it pie or is it cake?
1: neither i don't eat sweets that's easy enough
0: all right question number two besides fishing and hunting what is your favorite sport
1: Grace, i'm gonna be in trouble either way i'd like to say football but unfortunately (laughs) i thought i'm gonna go with baseball
0: baseball all right question number three hard water or soft water soft water not even a thought.
1: As much as I love ice fishing, and everybody knows ice, I do a ton of it, uh, uh, I, I like the, the ability, one, to drive my boat fast. <laughs> That's a lot of fun. <laughs> Two, the weather's a lot nicer and it's a lot warmer. So I'm going with soft water.
0: Well, as Jason Rylander put it t shirts, shorts, and 75 degrees. No brainer. <laughs> All right, Mandy, question number four. You have been wrongfully convicted of murder and you're getting ready for your last meal. What is that last meal going to be?
1: Mm, I'm going to go with mashed potatoes, corn on the cob, and a really juicy steak. I can't
0: argue with that. All right, question number five. Are you a coffee drinker? Yes. All right. Question 5A, black or additives? Additives. How many?
1: (laughs) (laughs) One. I actually don't drink hot coffee. Oh. I I drink just room temperature coffee, and I always have some sort of a liquid sugar-free creamer in it.
0: How much coffee do you have to drink a day? About a pot. Oh. So you're serious.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it's not the, the healthiest deal, but uh, hence why I normally don't take phone calls before nine a.m. <laughs> because I get up at six thirty, and by eight thirty that pot of coffee is completely gone, and now I am ready for my day.
0: <laughs> so, are you kind of a snob? Is there a certain coffee you need to have, a certain brand that you need to buy?
1: Absolutely not. I am way too poor to buy expensive. I still have no idea how people can afford to go to Starbucks every day or Caribou Coffee to, to get a coffee. Let alone, they just have one coffee? Like, that's not enough. <laughs> I want a pot of coffee. I, I, I would say I'm just a regular, olders, medium roast kind of coffee person. I've had really expensive coffee, and it, it's like a fine, fine expensive wine, right? After a certain point, like if you don't have a palate, it doesn't matter
0: You're very Midwestern. There's no question. Yes, I am. (laughs) She's Mandy Urich, one of our favorite people. Great to have her back on the show, Mandy. I am excited and hopeful that we'll be able to talk next week. But if not, we will get your version of what happened later on down the road.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. Good to talk to you again, Kevin.
0: We are in the midst of the unofficial end of summer. Labor Day weekend is here. Get out there. Enjoy yourself. Even if you're not fishing, get on the water. Get on the golf course. Get on the bike trails. Get in the woods and go hunting. It's all available to you, and the weather's going to be outstanding. So take advantage, and we will talk to you next week. This has been the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast. Sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grand Haven Campground. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. And don't forget, you can listen to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country on KB101FM and KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 weekdays, as well as Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Saturday mornings on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5, B93.3 in Brainerd Baxter, and KICK FM in Alexandria.